Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Jim and Orlando of the band Electric Enemy over Zoom video. Jim was born and raised in London, England, and he talks about how he got into music, started off on the drums, and quickly moved over to the guitar. He always wrote poetry and ended up putting the poetry together with his guitar playing and started writing songs. From there, he formed a few bands, eventually uh, starting a band that Orlando joined, and that band ended up becoming Electric Enemy. Orlando was born and raised in Italy, and he moved out to London after he completed law school. He went to school, got his law degree, decided he wanted to take on being a musician, so he moved to London, eventually met Jim and joined his band, which, like I said, eventually became Electric Enemy. They talked about where they were when COVID happened and how during that period, the band was able to land on BBC Radio 1 and have a couple of their songs playlisted on Spotify, which helped immensely grow their listeners and fans. And we talk all about their new EP called The Therapy Sessions. You can watch our interview with Orlando and Jim on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it would be so awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Electric Enemy. Awesome. Well, I'm Adam, and this is about you guys and your journey in music and uh, your new EP that's coming out as well. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so first off, I always go with uh, where were you born and raised? We can start with you, Jim. Where were you born and raised? So I was born in London, United Kingdom, and uh, I was raised there as well. And um and I haven't moved an awful lot since. I'm not going to lie. Really? Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still in London. I guess it's um, hard to leave there from, uh, from what I hear. I've never been, but a lot of musicians that I've chatted with that live around like in UK, other parts will go there because that's kind of like the, the place yeah, to be. Exactly. I guess it's, it's kind of like the LA or, you know, like New York, Seattle right? or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. If you're already living there, it's like, why leave? Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah no, exactly. And it's kind of, <laughs> I know a lot of people find it very intense uh in london but i just kind of uh you know maybe he's born with it you know maybe it's maybelline <laughs> you're right um what was well tell me about growing up there what was that like or were you in the city itself? yeah yeah grew up central london pretty much and wow. um yeah it was it was pretty good i mean for a long time i thought that the name of my house was london uh until i was 18 years old no until i was about <laughs> six years old uh, i was convinced that I, I just didn't really have a concept of anything. And this was back in the time that John Major was prime minister. And mm -hmm. naturally, I thought that he was prime minister of the world. Oh, so, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess um, I've, I've learned a little bit more about geography since. Not an awful lot more. But okay. yeah, but I'm still here. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm from San Diego in California. And oh, cool. uh, recent, I recently moved to, to Nashville, Tennessee, but... Is a similar thing where it's like, well, I'm already here. Like, yeah. <laughs> where else am I going to go? LA yeah. is a you know short drive or a couple hour drive and, and everything else. But oh, wow. um, well, tell me about uh, what about you, Orlando? Are you originally from uh, London as well, or oh, I'm not. I'm Italian. I'm from Italy. Can oh, from Italy. Italy. Yeah, you yeah. cut out there for a half, a half a second, but from Italy. Yeah, are you I'm, in I'm Italy still? Italy, yeah. Sorry. Are you still living there or did you move to London? I guess we'll I get moved to that. London uh, a few years ago and then disgracefully I met Jim and um, yeah, <laughs> that's how it all started. Uh, okay. Well, what yeah, was no, it like growing up in Italy? Tell me about village. that. Um, well, basically my hometown, like, well, my, my house is basically in front of this medieval castle. So it's, I thought it was normal to grow up in that sort of like environment, but it wasn't, especially when you move to London, when, you know, you have to face with, um, a medieval castle. Was it occupied? And what was it like to live across the street from it or across from it? Uh, it wasn't occupied. Uh, it used to be, uh, 
I think I think it's still haunted. You know, it's it's full of uh, it's there is a cemetery as well in it, and um, it used to be a boarding school. So that's creepy. Yeah, I know it's yeah. weird, and I think so- my dad even slept where the dead people were. Like because he was staying there, so I I know this. I don't know if it's true, but there's a word for that. Huh? <laughs> there's there's a word for that. So, no. <laughs> so he, wait, wait, wait. Was that? Did your dad grow up in the same town that you grew up in, the village? Um, yeah, it's well a different town, but he was in on boarding school in the castle. Um, really? Yeah, I did not it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's weird. Like that that castle used to be. Um, uh, many things from a monastery to, uh, you know, like like the the, the family, you know, the uh, the main powerful family used to live. It's it's complicated, but I, I I just lived there. I thought it was normal to live in front of a castle, and then you oh moved to London, and uh, yeah, it's different. I thought you were gonna say like <laughs> your your dad grew up in the village and was in like as kids that was like you know like a rite of passage like okay who's gonna sleep inside the medieval castle that's haunted yeah. who's gonna lay with the dead people we, always, yeah. we, we still do that to be fair we, we still say oh should we go there at night because we know everyone in this a small village so it's like why don't you get the keys from someone just go there have a wonder uh, try to switch on the light so i can see it so there is this this thing going on that we still I still need to do. I would like to do it, but yeah. So you've been in the you've been in there. Sounds like. Oh yeah, all all the time. Like it's it's one of those things. Like as soon as as I get back, I need to go and have a wander there. Say hi to, to the oh. skeletons. Like there are there are some like like dead people there. Like you can see the skeletons and everything, but they're not. Oh my gosh! Have you been there, Jim? Have you been to 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 no, 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 I haven't. I'm not sure if I want to anymore. I mean, it's, you, guys, it's like you guys should do like a live, str- live stream from there or something. <laughs> yeah, like most haunt ghost hunters. It's like, yeah, yeah. this is pretty standard stuff. Here's an outsider. What the f- is going on? Yeah. You know. Oh, wow. Okay. That is, wow. That's that's really fascinating. Well, okay. Well, tell me, Orlando, how did you get into music? You're, so you're living across from this crazy medieval castle. How do you get into music? Yeah, well, we... We got bored, uh, like we got really bored because, you know, like, like it, it's not like living in London where everything is, is here, you know, you can go out and, you know, and, and, and see people playing all kind of music. You know, we were just bored with my friends. So we started this, this little band and we didn't know how to play. Uh, so we, we kind of just started that way. And what did you play? Like what was the first instrument you played? Um, I mean, when I started, uh, it was like drums, but I was terrible at it. At it. So I, I started playing guitar. Um, but it was it was always like guitar, like mainly, yeah. Okay, guitar. How old were you when you started guitar? Uh, I was uh, eleven, something like that. Eleven, and and everyone was like older than me, so I was like you know little kid. But, uh, okay, and you guys still, had a band, though. yeah. It's, yeah, we had we had this band before even before we could actually be able to play. Like I, I didn't know how to play any chords. I just got this guitar from someone, and yeah, that was it. <laughs> wow. What about yeah. okay? What about you, Jim? How did you get into music? I mean, obviously, you must be. You're probably uh, surrounded in in London by music. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, when I was a kid, I used to write um, a lot of poetry. Uh, I was a bit of an introspective okay. <laughs> kid. Um, just kind of like, what is life? What is the point of life? I'm eight years old. Um, and basically, I kind of, I always loved music. And, you know, one of my first albums was this Blues Brother Soul Sister compilation thing. And I had like John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters and like all of the greats. And I loved all of that. Uh, loved Otis Redding and everything. And I loved the Beatles and that was basically whatever my parents played in the car uh, mm-hmm. was the kind of stuff that really kind of sunk in. And I naturally loved harmonizing. Um, I taught myself the drums when I was 10, started off on pots and pans and stuff. And then I kind of thought, this is good, but I kind of want to ex- you know, express a little more, <laughs> no shade to any drummers out there. Um, but I just, um, yeah, I ended up, getting a guitar when I was, I think I was 13, 
And I just kind of taught myself over the summer, learned a couple of songs. Uh, I think Nights in White Satin was one of them by the Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just decided that, oh, I can do poetry. I can strum a chord really badly. Um, let's Put see where together. this goes, I guess. <laughs> and then, you know, the songwriting came and um, that's kind of, I think before anything else, even before being like a singer or a guitarist, I'm, yeah, I think I'm a songwriter first and foremost. And with that, did you start a band also or did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. there was some, you know, very interesting bands. I mean, I, I did a lot of the acoustic thing, uh, you know, like, the rites of passage, you know. The just capo, like you? Oh. Just me. Yeah. You know, the okay. capo on fret 72. Oh, sure. Okay. And, you know, the kind of what you can tell me, Orlando, what's it called when you do that shape with your hands, like the Wonder Wall thing, so that these two never change? Oh, like we'll come back you're to making, him. Yeah, like a G <laughs> chord. And then you kind of, yeah, you just yeah, add keep... that extra thingy. I think it's yeah. called the thingamajig. The thing, okay. basically, I, think that, yeah. I think that's the technical term. That is the technical term. And it's the, uh, the who's my what's it. And basically, <laughs> I wrote a lot of just awful songs, really bad. And eventually one of them was okay, where I didn't rhyme train with pain or rain. Okay. And um, then I, <laughs> I set up a band called Seven Shades of Grey, which was pretty cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's before it's time. Before, uh, what's the other, what's the movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty gray. Shades of Grey. And, it, and okay. it was, and it was a very different thing. We were all, at, you know, early teens. Um, there was, there was no bondage at that time. Okay. Um, there was, you guys just weren't aware of it. Yeah, no, probably. Do you know what? I think it was more of a <laughs> mental bondage in the fact that none of us really wanted to be there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, then I eventually made another band called Higher Control, um, which was equally disorganized. Um, and I kind of went through a few things Did another band called crystal seagulls. We actually went somewhere during the kind of indie time uh, okay. when everyone was just kind of doing what the kooks were doing. So we kind right. of did that. And, and when you say went somewhere, did you guys like get a deal or were you touring um, or. So we did, we did do a tour. We did a tour with, um, rival sons. Oh really? And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we kind of played Reading and Leeds and all of the big kind of festivals. Wow. That. So yeah, you guys did something. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We actually did, but we were literally spinal tap. So every opportunity <laughs> that came our way, we were just like, Hmm, this is a really good opportunity. How can we self-sabotage without oh, okay. really realizing it? And then eventually after learning all of those lessons, um, I set up a band called Duke of Wolves. Orlando was the lead guitarist. He joined that band. At first, he didn't want to join. Um, And then, yeah, we just kind of went on and professionalism ensued. And since then, yeah, we we became Electric Enemy when uh, we got signed up and got a management contract. And yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool ever since, really. Sure. So, okay, Orlando, back to you then. You moved to London and eventually meet Jim and you joined the band that he was just talking about. But prior to that, like, what took you to London? I just decided to just leave everything I was doing. Um, I studied law before, before doing this. Really? Yeah, so I, I finished my degree and I thought, fuck it, let's ruin my life joining a band. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you no. get a, you got a degree and you have a your law degree and you got it while you're in yeah. Italy still and then you... in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I studied in, in in a city called Perugia. You know, it's, it's famous for you know the the murder. You know, Amanda the Amanda Knox case. Ah, I do. Okay. I don't know if you. Yeah. So oh, that's that's oh. that's the that place is famous for that. And I was studying mm-hmm. there, and I I decided to just. I mean, I finished it, and then I was like, you know what. I just want to play guitar. So I moved to London and uh, I started like playing with different people. I even went on, um, on a ferry. Like I used to play guitar on a ferry with a band. Really? And when I came back from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then when, (laughs) would you guys like to come when when I came back? Ah, yeah. 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 Like all the, uh, it was mainly like, Motown, but anyway, like after that, I I met Jim 
uh, around, I think it was like that summer when I came back. And um, I thought it was just an alcoholic, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. You know, it's because, you know, in England, when you meet up with someone, it's always like going for a drink. Um, right. So it was, it was, it was like our first meetings, like they were mainly like, a bit boozy, I remember that. I mean, I don't remember, but yeah, but I do remember. I recall, you're, but I don't remember. You recall showing up, but you don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember, <laughs> you know, what happened after that, but, but yeah, no, that, that I remember, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, so, well, then how yeah. did you meet, how did you then meet uh, Jim? Did you enter uh, an ad for guitar player or something? Like, how, yeah, how did yeah, you it was, it was, his band? yeah. Yeah, it was it was an advert, and um, I, I I was a bit disappointed that there were that there weren't many people like auditioning, and I thought, hmm, this is not right. So I didn't know, I didn't, I I I, I wasn't sure about joining the band because it seems to me too easy, you know, when you do something and <laughs> you think, you know, oh, that's is that it? It's like but yeah, no, it was it was a different band back back then. I think uh -huh. it was just me and Jim, like the original. Uh, I mean, what well, it remains. You know what, mate? I'm not sure so, anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was different different people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. real quick onto your and just because I'm curious. Um, yeah, because the Amanda Knox thing was huge here, obviously, because she was from like Seattle area or something. Um, what a bizarre thing. Like, I, do, do you remember, like, were you there when all that was happening? Like, do you, yeah, and I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know this is totally not on the topic, but I'm just fascinated because I've seen all the documentaries on it. And I remember yeah, when it was happening, that, yeah. everybody yeah. was like, Oh so, my gosh, she, she got framed and all, but then you start hearing all this stuff and you're like, well, yeah. you're like, I don't know. Yeah. There's too much stuff that you just, she smoked some I mean, weed and like forgot everything in her in the whole no. day. It's like, yeah, cause you know, when that happens, lightweight right? are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing I mean, so there is, there is a lot. Yeah. But I remember, I remember the morning when it happened because I had, I had a lesson, you know, at unions and I remember the, the speech, the, uh, the professor made, which was, uh, you know, like one of those things. They 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 love to do those kind of uh, just theatrical lessons. You know, especially in mm -hmm. Italy. You know, but but I remember. Um, I remember. I, I used to have a car there. Uh, it was a shitty car, but uh, I used to park where where the where the house. You know, where you know at, at the, the famous Amanda Knox house because no one would park there. And uh, and the result so was about. <laughs> Yeah, no, because because <laughs> no, because Peru, Perugia is a is a very dark city because it's like it's 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 famous for drugs, it's oh, okay. famous for for gangs, you know, and stuff like that as well. Uh, as well as have you seen that film, things. Gangs of Perugia? It's with Daniel Day Lewis. Of Perugia. Yeah, no, oh yeah, and <laughs> is that, it's really a film. No, 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 sorry, no, no, oh. it's, it's like Gangs of New York. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. <laughs> Al you had me. Played you had me on that one, Jim. Well, she's um, she's out now. Apparently, she's just living her living the best life in in Seattle. Was, yeah, um, I think I think the other guy, the, the Italian guy, I think uh, he was on Tinder, and someone someone uh, yeah someone uh, took a screenshot. Of of the description, it was hilarious. Like you know, like oh, I'm a very, you know, <laughs> I don't do drugs. I'm I'm a very serious person. I I don't party. I, I just and everyone was like, swipe right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been. I would. Now, did he serve? <laughs> he served jail time too, right? They both did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There oh, is a man. lot of politics involved in in that case. Uh, I remember. I don't think. We want to go that route. No, but, no, no. But you know, just, it's, it's, there is a, there is there is a lot of um, you know there is you know Italian Freemasonry involved. There is uh, Hillary Clinton involved in this. Well, it's it's weird. Uh, I didn't know it got People that far. I knew that they, right because uh, 
who was the the one guy that was shown on TV from you would know, I don't remember, but he was like really for like, you yeah. know, getting her like she like she he was like a stickler for like she's never getting out. Was that um, the only detective guy? The one who was yeah. a bit of a showman for the cameras and that. Yes, I forgot yeah. his name though. But yeah, he yeah, was a the- detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, that's that's I mean, <laughs> yeah, not to stay on that topic, but yeah, I, that that's wild. Like, so I didn't realize it was yeah. that. Like, so the town wasn't all the the nicest place to be hanging out. Then I guess for the time period, I mean, it's it's famous for like uh, foreign cultures. So mm-hmm. if you go there, there is a lot of um, it's a melting pot of of different cultures. But at the same time, uh, there is a lot of, I mean, it used to be like that. There used to be mm-hmm. drugs and, and, you know, I remember gangs. Free neat, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> so you went to college, you were going to school there. You used to park in their driveway. Um, yeah. And, and you ended up getting out. You end up getting out to, to London and you end up meeting Jim yeah. and then you guys had another band. And then when that band kind of dissolves, then what, what's next, Jim, do you guys decide together? Like, Hey, let's start another project. So actually it, it was uh, it was more a development of the band. I think that what we'd done is we'd kind of accumulated over the years, a whole bunch of insight into what you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And we just decided because I think that a lot of people at an early stage could be very attached to their name. Uh, but rather than be attached to our name and at the time our, you know, 100 followers or whatever it was, we just kind of thought, we know what we're doing now. Let's start this fresh and let's do this right. So okay. that's essentially what happened. So we didn't actually change members at the time or anything like that. Um, just- so it was um, at that point, it was myself. Uh, Orlando, Tom on drums, um, and Saz on bass, who's uh, no longer in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now now we've got someone called Ewan, who's uh, okay. who's a good lad. Someone called Ewan. How rude! <laughs> just like we got someone just called Ewan. Nah, I'm just kidding. Well, it's got to be called something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's probably been called worse. Yeah, um, I would imagine so. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> um, okay, so the band, so now, okay, then it's name change, Electric Academy, and yeah. you said you guys ended up getting what management and everything. Like, what was kind of the first, you know, step in the, you know, the first, <laughs> I guess, success you had with the band? So I think that once we'd kind of got together with them, uh, we ended up kind of uh, due to a lot of the groundwork which we'd already laid and uh, some of the people we kept on and the new management, uh, we played the main stage at the Isle of Wight Festival. Wow. Um, which was really cool. So we opened it up and, you know, we've got like a, a joke inside the band that uh, we were playing on, I think it was the Sunday morning and Noel Gallagher headlined on the Saturday night. So basically Noel guys- Gallagher supported us. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, wow. so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, that's huge. Actually, that that's such a amazing. massive, that's a huge festival. I mean, it to be really on the main is. stage too. Now, I would imagine it's mul- multiple stages, right? Obviously. There, there's, there's quite a few. So there's yeah, to the, the main to... stage, the big top, which is the kind of one down, but which is still, you get a lot of amazing bands playing in there. Um, mm. But then after that, there are all sorts of other stages like dance tents and stuff, but it's mainly, I'd say, Main stage, big top is where the bigger acts would play. Mm-hmm. And, and then to um, be able to open on that, I mean, to be able to just be on that stage, that's so cool. It was pretty yeah. cool. And I think that for, I'm, I'm very <laughs> grateful for the fact that we've all in our own ways been doing this for a long time, because mm-hmm. I think that had we not, it would be a very overwhelming experience. But the fact that, you know, we've all, we've got our socks, you know, we've done the work. Right. Um, it was it was just great. And I think that we really enjoyed every minute of it. And kind of we knew to look up and actually take in the moment that was happening, which is such mm-hmm. a hard thing to do, to actually just be aware of the present situation yeah. that you're in and say, yeah. this is really cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we also had an amazing backstage 
and uh, being the the cool people that we are, brought a backpack and put everything inside the backpack that we could carry. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yeah, literally everything. And, and like, I give, me, give me some examples of things that you were able to take from the back and put uh, in the backpack. Well, there was a, an assortment of teas, okay. which uh, I was uh, quite pleased with, uh, herbal teas. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of beer uh, and cider and stuff like that, because we decided essentially every time that we hit like a, a new milestone of some description, Mm-hmm. We like to kind of have a bit of a party and, you know, enjoy ourselves and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, this, but, is, this is good. I, now I can ask you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. No, no. And basically, it's kind of like, if we do the main stage again, we probably <laughs> won't do the big celebration that we did that night. Because um, it already had happened. Yeah. But what if, you're, exactly. what if you're a higher up slot on the main stage? What if you're fifth to go on? Ooh. Would that be a party? Oh, oh. That course. would be a party. Of course. Oh, okay. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Do you, no, have, I mean, like, yeah. do you remember getting the poster like with your name on it? Like, yeah. I know here like Coachella is like the thing, right? And like yeah. the Coachella lineup comes out and there's like the minuscule little font and it kind of goes up and and like just seeing, I've talked to a lot of artists that were like, you know, just seeing our name on that poster, like blown away. Like I'm sure that had to be a big, was- big deal. It yeah. really was amazing, wasn't it, Orlando? And it's just like I, yeah. I bought a T-shirt. I literally bought a T-shirt because I just thought this is really cool. And I don't. Want yeah. To yeah. This. And I recently saw uh, someone wearing that T-shirt, like the one with, with our name on. I remember you remember the, I, I sent everyone like a picture of this guy just sitting in, in a bar and he had <laughs> like them in the back. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's me. Did you, did you go up to him and be like, do you know who I am? me neither you know what i might actually do i must do that why not why not why not like no who are you you're like well you're wearing my (laughs) t-shirt i mean the name is so small but still you know it's it's there no still still wasn't small on that one our name wasn't small on that one. Oh, no, it, yeah, no, it was It was on the main, yeah, so it wasn't small. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if it's on the main stage, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it was on the main stage, yeah. That's so cool. Well, yeah. when was the next party? Like, what happened? Like, yeah, you, you know, obviously that was a big party. You used to be party Tomorrow every night. milestone. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, in the, in the what milestone party? <laughs> what was the next yeah, milestone no, Well, I just, I just recovered from COVID. I think I deserved some party. Oh, you had COVID? I'm so sorry. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, as I'm he good. coughs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you're okay, man. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's all right. Yeah. We actually had to do a gig um in Sheffield last week. We were supporting Bang Bang Romeo. And uh yeah, we had to do the gig without Orlando. And oh. uh, being that he's the lead guitarist, uh my fingers were twice as tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. The concert. Yeah. So was, we definitely missed him. Uh, mainly on stage, oh. not so much off. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're, you know, you're recovering, man. That's that's awful. My son had it to where we, we've all had it through our house, but like yeah. he had it where he lost his taste oh. and like oh, no. he still can't eat like like certain foods. He doesn't like that. He, like, I think Oreos were one like he doesn't like Oreos anymore because it just destroyed the taste of Oreos for him. Well, so you like, know what? The good news with that is that Mondelier, who make Oreos, treat their workers terribly. So, oh, is that right? Oh, well, that's good to know. Good man. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I knew he liked Oreos before, and then uh, yeah, just became, and we thought, it, yeah, it was weird because it it took months or almost a month and a half for it to actually come back to where he could taste food, and then it just like certain things just never came back. So, oh, poor guy. How old is he? Uh, he's thirteen. 13. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't that yeah. awful? But um, yeah. um, he, he's the only person I met that had it that actually like, li- like lost their taste. Like I remember yeah. that was a big thing, but I, when I, you know, our family had it, nobody else did. So yeah, but I'm yeah. glad you're better. That's, that's too bad. Thank you. Yeah. So. I've been replaced by tapes. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, okay. Well, you you get the you get the party for not having COVID anymore. But what was the like band milestone next party after the main stage? So I think the funny thing is that we did the Isle of Wight thing in 2019, 
and mm-hmm. you know we'd kind of got some stuff together and it was all going great and then covid happened basically oh sure okay so there were so many milestones during covid so for example um our first song uh to get onto spotify playlists and not just kind of get onto them but it's still on some spotify playlist and we released that literally i think it was uh don't quote me on it but the 27th of march 2020 wow uh, you remember the you remember the, <laughs> the date wow yeah. Well, yeah. that's that was, like that weeks yeah. after. Well, I mean, I, I know for in Europe, it was a bit different, but here yeah. in the States, like they shut everything down like March. I think it was March 13th was like everything went under. Pretty much it was the like, same here. Yeah. It was like NBA canceled. Tom Hanks has it. This is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Tom <laughs> like, Hanks has it. Yeah. yeah. Then it was serious. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then it, everything shut down. But I know like looking at Italy and everything, I mean, that was scary. And well, yeah, it got really yeah. bad in New York, but yeah. um, I mean, I don't know when you guys officially closed everything down. Was it around the same time? It was pretty much around the same. In the UK, okay. they started, yeah. um, I mean, you know, we could go into the ins and outs of how awfully mismanaged the whole thing has been in every different yeah. country, yeah. but yeah. essentially. I, sure, I just didn't saying, know if it was uh, sooner yeah. or later as far as that went. It was, it was a, a, I'd say around the same time they started to okay. fizzle things out, basically. And, gotcha. um, but we released heartache melody and um it just took us all by surprise basically because it just yeah just took off and um we were all thinking this is cool and then the next week there'd be another playlist it was this is cool you know going from mm-hmm. i don't know like 500 monthly listeners on spotify to uh i think with heartache melody we got up to like twenty five thousand or something like that we yeah. were really pleased. <laughs> oh, that. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you remember, like, was it once they hit the playlist, was it like significantly getting more plays? Like, do you remember seeing it like, you know, the first few days in, maybe it didn't do what you thought. And then it just goes and just spiked. It was, do you know what? It was pretty instant. It was, oh, wow. uh, you know, just the because we tend to release our music on Friday because new music new Friday. Music Friday, yeah. Uh, you always want to be in the running for all of that. And basically, yeah, no, we released it. It got into a whole bunch of different Spotify playlists. We just saw the, you know, the thousand happening in a day, which at the time, you know, That's that huge. usually took us a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of thousand. yeah. Um, wow. So, I mean, that was awesome. And then on top of that, uh, having the song played on BBC Radio 1, which is like yeah, the... the- Channel. exactly yeah. yeah and it was being right. played by um jack saunders and uh and yeah i mean that was just really cool to kind of have all of these things happening we were just kind of sending yes. champagne emojis to each other how do you but, get I mean, yeah, that was about it yeah i mean to get your song played on bbc one that's like the biggest accomplishment i would think right as far as radio goes in 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 the uk and when so, yeah like how do you like do you get a call saying like yo like this is a rad record we're gonna put it on or like yeah. what is that how does that work so for the most part what happens is there's something called the bbc uploader in the mm-hmm. uk where you can put your music on and bbc are pretty great in the sense that they'll always listen to it and they'll send really? you a notification saying this track has been listened yeah. to and if and if that's the only notification you get you just kind At of least say, you know. oh, we should try harder next time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, here in the, I, I come from radio. I did radio for yeah. 15 years in the United States. And uh, I mean, you know how many, <laughs> like, it's terrible to say, but our, like, as if you're on the air, you would, you had a mailbox. I mean, when I first started, you get mailed the like demos by a lot of people just mail you these CDs. And I mean, wow. nine out of 10 times, nobody put them in there, you know, nobody oh, was listening. Not. Of course, unless not. you got like four different phone calls saying like, oh, hey, like we mailed you, blah, blah. And it would always have to come from another par- third party. It wasn't be yeah. like the, the, the not a whole lot of bands would submit music that actually got listened to and got played for the most part. And the fact yeah. that they will come back and say, hey, we listen to this. Like, sorry, it's not going to get picked up, but somebody heard it. I mean, that's yeah. enough instead of just throwing it into the abyss and. You know, yeah. maybe it landed in somebody's inbox. Maybe it landed in somebody's mailbox. Maybe no, like, of course, of course, in turn, and that, like 
threw in the yeah, trash or whatever. Like, yeah, no, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, I, I remember the days of needing to make sure that your CD was great. And, you know, you need to make sure the contact information is on the CD as well as the mm-hmm. CD case and all of that kind of business. But I think that what uh, the BBC website has is you're able to kind of submit it by genre and different stuff. So I think that it kind of gets uh, set up and categorized in such a way where they're able to kind of deal with the deluge of people who send their stuff in. And mm-hmm. because there are so many different BBC programs, if you succeed in one, you might get bumped up to the next or oh, so on and okay. so forth. So, I mean, so that was, that was really cool when that happened. Um, did you guys go right to one or was it like, did you have to go through, sift through the, the hierarchy of like, we, we went right to, to radio one. Wow. Which was really cool. And that's uh, amazing. And yeah, it was, it was great to kind of listen to that and then walk outside in the middle of the street and just kind of not see any cars because obviously everyone was yeah. quiet. How great was that, by the way? I mean, obviously, look, it was a terrible time in terms of everything wrong, but not hearing planes, not hearing that many cars. That was pretty great. The air in London was actually as close to fresh as it probably ever has been. (laughs) Well, they did show footage. I don't. And this is footage that they showed here in the States of Italy. And like dolphins, like diving in these canals, like they hadn't, you guys hadn't had dolphins in like forever or something like that. And they're like all migrated there because no <laughs> one's around. Yeah. There's like <laughs> nobody around. I thought yeah. that was wild. Uh, that was great time. Lockdown. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, 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 I remember the first two months were fantastic. It was just like a uh, break from life, you know, everything. Yeah, it's just like, oh. But then after those two months, I think, you know, I kind of, yeah, sucks. We were in quite a yeah. lucky position in the sense that we had a whole bunch of songs already recorded going yeah, into lockdown. Yeah. So what we okay. saw is, you know, Heartache Melody did something. So we went, right we need to release something else as soon as possible. And our management team were great at kind of just getting all of that together. So we just kept on releasing. And I don't know exactly how many songs we actually released over this entire period. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a few. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. a fair yeah. few. And um, just kind of seeing the Spotify go from strength to strength, which is all you could really hope for in lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, was yeah. just, I mean, that, that was really great for us. Uh, just to kind of be able to see all of that. And I think it's in terms of all of these kind of milestones that you achieve, like I've, and I think it would be very rare to find any musician who hasn't ever felt this way. You always kind of think, right, I'm going to play that gig and then there's going to be the A&R person there. And then that's it. Right. Success. I will have a mansion. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah. The million dollar check and yeah. Yeah. Everything else. Exactly. I think the way I like to say it is just you go through a number of corridors. So basically the first corridor that you go through, you see a door at the end. It's pretty dingy. It's not a very nice corridor. You get through the door, you think this is it. But then what you have is another corridor, (laughs) mildly better. And then you keep on going through and through and through. And I like to think that where we are now, there's nice wallpaper. There are no moths in the carpet. But, you know, there are still some more corridors to go. And I kind of think that in the past, whereas I think as a band, we probably wanted everything immediately. Mm-hmm. I personally am really enjoying the journey as it goes along in terms mm-hmm. of just like, this is great. We've got into this new bit and we can see things happening and there's just a lot more clarity and presence in, of mind in terms of where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have yeah. another, I mean, you talked about Heartache Melody, but Voices, at least on your Spotify, has even more plays. Was that like, a, a, like when you saw that happen, was that another situation where it landed on a Spotify playlist and you're like, oh my gosh, like we did it again. And that's the thing. Yeah. Basically, I think that one got onto Orlando. Was it uh, Walk Like a Badass? I think the Spotify playlist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, was, that, was, that was the one playlist. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, what can happen on Spotify is that, you know, you have your release day. Mm-hmm. some playlists pick it up which is amazing and that's still you know that novelty still hasn't worn off for us right um you yeah. kind of get on the playlist and then 
if it's the kind of playlist which updates every week, you have this sinking feeling and a very literal numerical sinking feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is that a lot of the playlists that we've got onto, we've somehow stayed on, which is amazing. So Heart Tape Melody is on the Dirty Rock playlist and has been for a long time since it came out. And mm-hmm. uh, Walk Like a Badass Voices, I think that we released that, uh, I want to say, end of January last year. And that one, you know, it's uh, it's lapped Heart Tape Melody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. That, that's incredible, especially thinking like, oh, you're like, okay, we put this song out. It does awesome. That's great. But then it's like, are we going to be able to follow this up? I know a lot of artists have that kind of doubt. And then uh, you do, obviously, right? And then Voices comes out. It's like, it even goes bigger. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah I think it is really a great feeling just to kind of have, <laughs> it sounds, sounds obvious, I guess, but it's really on a basic level, it's really nice that people like our music. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, no, it's for such sure. a, you know, it's such a simple thing to say, but the fact that so many people have added it to their personal playlists and, you know, there used to be a time when we would look at um, on Spotify for artists, it shows you how many people are listening live mm. basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So way back when we used to kind of look at that most of the time it said zero. Mm-hmm. And if there was ever one, we would screenshot it as quickly as possible just to make sure. And we'd send it to each other and say, caught a live one. You know? so, <laughs> That's cool though. Right. I mean, yeah. And still, the like, fact that it's, it's, you know, it's considerably more than that now. It's just nice to know that whatever we're putting out there, because I think on a lyrical standpoint, a lot of the songs kind of you know, address mental health and kind of just general life stuff. It's not all about mm-hmm. let's get in a Cadillac mm-hmm. and, you know, put on some shades and drive as fast as we can. It's more <laughs> like, yeah. it's more like I've had a really bad day slash life and that's hard. Do you think it's hard? And then people go, yeah, I think that's pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to that note, I mean, your new record that's coming out, it's called the therapy. It's, it's about therapy, correct? And but yes. it's got like kind of a humorous undertone to it. Is that what I was reading about it? In a way, yeah. So basically, so we had Therapy One, uh-huh. uh, which starts off, which was just called Therapy. I mean, we're, we're not in the Steven Seagal style fran- franchises of like <laughs> Under Siege. <laughs> therapy, reloaded. Therapy, it's the, But it's the therapy sessions. The therapy sessions, exactly. That's the name of the EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. as you'll see, the title of my new book, uh, <laughs> Basically, the therapy <laughs> sessions is an EP, which is like uh, it's accumulation of songs which we've released with Circular Wave, our amazing partners in Germany. And I think it starts with um, Save Me, I'm Not Crazy. So this isn't like a track listing, but these are the songs that we've released. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes all the way through to this new single, which is going to be on there called Therapy 2. Mm-hmm. And the thing with it being kind of humorous is more from the perspective. I think that if, if one person were to listen to it from just a normal headed standpoint, they wouldn't listen to it and go, ah. I think that if you've been in the dark depths of depression, there's a kind of humor that comes with the just futility of life. Do you know what I mean? There's this yeah, kind of whole sure. thing of just like, that's actually kind of funny. Just like, mm-hmm. let's talk about hating people, but ultimately not liking ourselves. It's right, kind of yeah. like that. There is a certain humor to that. Not to mention the fact that we've got this therapist um, who we, well, I'm, I'm the voice of the therapist. And it's just this person who just goes, well, Hey there, little Jimmy, welcome to therapy. You know? <laughs> and at the end he says, Oh, so long, you little psycho. Stuff like that, which obviously a therapist would never say. <laughs> right, just, of course. It's part of the kind of paranoid stage that you can be in when you're really in the dark depths of psychosis, depression, mm-hmm. you name it. Just that kind of thing of the things which shouldn't be funny are really funny. 
Right, right. It's like you're drawing attention to something that's very <laughs> serious matter, but yeah. you can kind of poke fun at yourself or poke fun at the situation because it's coming from yes. an honest, you know, place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely wouldn't say it was like comedic, but right. it's kind of like a, a nudge and a wink if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a, that's yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so the rec- the full EP is coming. Is there only one song left that you haven't released? Then is that going to be therapy too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, you- oh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry. Say again. No. Go ahead. Go ahead, Orlando. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was about to say. Uh, I, I feel like we need to ask Jim how he came up with the um, with the main riff for therapy too. Can you? Can yeah. you please ask him that? <laughs> how did you come uh, up with the main riff for therapy too, there, Jim? <laughs> well, hey, I'm really glad you asked me. Um, <laughs> Right. Well, you know, whenever you're uh, you're cooking, and you, I, I don't know if you're a a wooden what spoon were, kind of guy. What were you cooking? Um, do you know what? I can't remember, but I reckon because of the frequency of the, I'd probably say um, vegan quesadillas. Vegan quesadillas. Vegan what what do you put in a vegan vegan quesadilla? Uh, what I there do obviously is isn't I cheese in the vegan quesadilla. So there's vegan cheese. Oh, uh, vegan I, cheese. Okay. But basically, I make a mix first. Actually, yeah, okay. I'll tell you what. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to give you the recipe. <laughs> let's go where every good story begins um, from the beginning. So, basically, plenty of garlic, uh, red onion, cumin, chipotle paste. Uh, then I get some tomatoes, diced mushrooms, spinach, refried beans, black beans, kidney beans. Wow. Mix all of that up together, get some more chipotle paste and cumin in there. Paprika, obviously, or paprika, as some people call it. I call um, paprika. We're on the oh, same page. So do I. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, um, and then basically you layer it up on a quesadilla with, uh, in a frying pan and you make sure there's some cheese in there. Oh, of course, you add some rice to oh, the mix okay. as well, just to fill it up a bit. Yeah, uh, but uh, as a vegan, I can say that it gives you all of the nutrients that you need. And of course, if you make yourself a homemade uh, guacamole or salsa, then you're getting a bit of fiber as well. And and when does your cookbook come out? Um, it comes out on the uh, the 37th of February. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so, so, so I, you're I'm making a quesadilla. Done, sorry, yes. <laughs> you're making a quesadilla. <laughs> and you come up a quesadilla mix, and I come up with the riff idea because when you use a wooden spoon, sometimes you get some of the stuff still on the spoon when you ah, take sure. it out. Mm-hmm. So what I always tend to do is I do something. So I, if you can't hear this, I'll try and do it in claps instead. But I get the spoon and I go like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, can you hear that on there? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Like, a, <laughs> like that. Okay. And, uh, and I just kind of, I've always done that, but for whatever reason on that particular day, I went, oh, that's a good idea. And it just turned into this riff, which starts with, so yeah. And now I I, every time I do it, I get into a bit of a, I don't know, an OCD head thing. Just like, do I need to finish the song or the food? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is yeah. every, time we, every time we play that song, I could see Jim that he's still thinking about that quesadilla. Right. <laughs> you can see in his eyes. It's just like. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, well, you guys didn't put out uh, the Sweet Tooth EP too long ago either, right? That kind of came out. Yeah. Fairly, yeah, recently. So basically, so, so what we like to do is we try. So we, we consider all the songs that we've released so far to be singles. But mm. what we do is we involve them in. I guess you could describe it as an unwitting EP in the sense okay. that the EP doesn't even know it's an EP, but ah. it's more of a way of just kind of, hey, listen to this song and oh my god look at all of its friends oh, ah, okay. hey guys come on in <laughs> you know so <laughs> it's smart though it's smart right i mean especially in the world of spotify 
Why are yeah. you going to be like, and here's a whole record that you're only probably going to pay attention to two songs on or, you know, don't give each song their opportunity to shine. It's kind of like a master chef thing, you know, where you kind of focus on the main dish and you kind of tell people how to prepare it, but you don't want to waste anyone's time. So you say, here's something I made earlier. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, there you go. And, uh, like and you know what? It's actually worked. Um, even when I think it was when we released Therapy, uh, the, the prequel to Therapy 2, starring <laughs> cool. Dolph yeah. Lundgren and Steve <laughs> <laughs> um, but Save Me, I'm Not Crazy actually got added to another um, Spotify playlist. I think it was the Transistor Spotify. Is that the one? Oh, Lundgren? yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why I remember these things. Um, yeah, because it's good. rad. Because yeah, it's a cool it, thing to it do. It tortures right? me at night. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. So basically, yeah. Sweet Tooth came out, and that um, we were really pleased with the reception on that. Um, especially, weirdly, in terms of uh, syncs, which for people who don't know what a sync is, it's whenever music gets matched to, you know, an advert. Or something in yeah, a movie, television or whatever. show, movie, right? Exactly. exactly. And it was used for so many different football things. <laughs> really, it was really weird. Oh, like yeah, English it was, football, yeah. so soccer. Right, right. right. Um, Are you guys fans? Um, Big football fans or no? For for the purpose of this interview, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but in all reality, <laughs> in all reality, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the net. Yeah. Back of the net. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, oh. so it was, it was great. It was great to kind of see that because I think that we knew that when we were doing it, we just kind of thought this, this feels like the kind of, you know, like the goal highlight reel mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, it's kind of like it was either going to be that or just like a super radical golf tutorial. Uh, so <laughs> we're glad it was football, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. You remember seeing it on TV the first time? Uh, yeah. So it was actually. So there's the, oh, I'm going to try and get this right. The SPFU, which is the Scottish Professional Football, not union, I think league, SPFL. And, wow, uh, that is great. Yeah, that, that's it. That's the one. It was great. It was basically just like a, a goal thing. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And I think basically the reason why we released Sweet Tooth uh, in January is because we were very aware of the fact that all of our songs uh a little bit dark and mm. a little bit mental health. So we just kind of thought rather than make the January blues worse for absolutely everyone, maybe we would release something that was a bit more fun. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, luckily, yeah, many survivors of that release. So that's good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> so it's all you really want, really. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's so thank you. Um, yeah, that's incredible, especially to have the success that you have built over the course of a period where not a lot of people are being able to play live and sure. and with all the noise of everyone else posting and live streaming and to be able to cut through that. That's really something yeah. to be proud of. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the live streaming was I mean, personally speaking, so like I love Awful. playing gigs. I love playing gigs. I love going mm-hmm. out doesn't matter how many people there are. I used to get nervous in the past, but now I just feel excited instead. So I get, you know, butterflies and stuff, mm-hmm. but I've never been more terrified in my entire life than having to do an Instagram live performance. Really? What, what, what was it about that? Just cause you like technical issues or <laughs> what? Like, oh, yes. It's recorded. <laughs> like what would, what would be scary? I think the technical issues for sure. Uh, just okay. in the sense that, Obviously, you're kind of you're doing your thing. And whereas usually there might be like a sound technician or something like that to kind of make sure that people can hear what it is that you're putting. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There was that aspect of it. But at the same time, just so weird not to have any reception and to literally be in your front room. Being like, hey, London, how are we doing? (laughs) And it's just kind of like you can just hear your neighbor's thoughts upstairs. Just kind of being yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> Did you hear our neighbor? He thinks he's like some sort of rock star or something. <laughs> they, they don't know. They don't know what I do. So they're just kind of thinking, it's like, whoa, lockdown's been hard on some people. 
Oh man, that's funny. Okay, yeah, but I could see that not having the like. Oh, that was like you're just seeing like thumbs maybe climbing up. Call a spade a spade. The validation. Yeah. Well, right. That you kind of have to feed off that. I would imagine. For sure. Like, am I doing terrible? Well, we're gonna keep playing five more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's also being very uh, hard of sight. I don't even know if that's an expression. I know that people can be hard of hearing. What Mm -hmm. what what is the expression for sight actually? Any ideas? Uh no, I, I, I imagine it needs to be alliterative as well. If it's hard of hearing, what would it be like? Sorry of sight. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, just looking at, uh, again, on a small We'll, work, we'll phone, workshop it later. I'm just kind of <laughs> and just kind of, you know, tapping with my blunderous fingers, just trying to kind of make something of it. Just like, hey, guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm covering everything up on the screen. Okay. Uh, yeah. But. But hey, we're playing live gigs now. Hey, yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah. Well, at least yeah. you are. Orlando hasn't, or he he didn't play last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. He'll be yeah, playing. I didn't play last time. Yeah. Uh, I was well, I was I was feeling all right to do it, but I just I didn't want to put everyone else at risk. Uh, oh yeah, not worth it yeah. for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah, you know, but, we're, we're uh, one of those bands who happen to believe that COVID is real. I know uh, that that is controversial <laughs> for some reason. Um, you know, so we, we'd like to try and be responsible with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, Do you have a tour? Like, was it just a one-off show? Or are you guys doing a, Are you doing a tour coming up or? So it was basically, it was part of a tour that we were doing, uh, with this band, Bang Bang Romeo, who are. Oh yeah. Uh, you already talked about that. So. Yeah. Our label mates and they're, they're awesome. And, um, basically the tour was supposed to happen April, 2020. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah. And it was re rescheduled what Orlando like three two three times at least twice at least, at least twice. twice yeah and uh and yeah so basically the dates needed to happen separate from each other mm, um, okay but yeah. yeah it was but it, no, it was great and Orlando was there when we played um yeah Shepherd's Bush London. London at Bush Hall yeah and that was terrific just playing to I think it was a sold out show I think like 400 people or something maybe yeah and, and was, one of them got me COVID Oh yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and one of those 400 people decided to show up. <laughs> yeah. That was it was it was great. Like it was it was a great show. Um it was like, a great show. People. And uh yeah, and we also had a good chat with fans. Um but that's probably why I got covid. But yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's it was was great. Um Amazing. Yeah, I wish we could play more live. I think we're going to do it more uh, in the future. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah. sure. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much for doing this this interview. This oh, has been sure. awesome. Oh, thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a quick question for you, Orlando, uh, before I move on to my last one. I'm just curious. Uh, do you, now that you have the law degree, um, like, is that something <laughs> that like are you going to be like a the the band's lawyer or anything like like is that? No, I'm that, terrible like, at it. Like, what did you I'm go terrible. for? <laughs> What did you go to be a lawyer to for, for like, entertainment? Well, it's, well, it's different. It's like um, it's it's a different path. Like in Italy, you can do a lot of things with a law degree. It's not oh, okay. just being a lawyer. Um, but I remember I was when I realized I wasn't right for that. I was mm-hmm. already I already done a lot of exams. So I was like, you know what? I'll just finish yeah, just that. finish it. That makes sense. But I managed, which is which is quite hard. But yeah. Um, but then I decided to, yeah, throw it yeah. in the bin. <laughs> but hey, it looks great on my yeah. on my wall in Italy. So yeah, does it? Great, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and you always have the to tell people you have. Yeah. <laughs> Framed. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you again both so much. Uh, my last question thank is: you. if you have any advice for aspiring artists, uh, Orlando, do you want to go first, and then I'll go next? <laughs> Oh, you go first. Okay. Uh, I would say don't, <clears throat> well, first of all, you can do it. So, <laughs> but now here comes the real bit. Um, don't expect everything to be done for you. You need to make sure that you work every single day. It's not glamorous. It's not fun. But everything that you're working towards is to make sure that you can have fun at the live gigs. But if you don't put the work in off the stage, 
No one's ever going to care. You could write the best songs in the world. Doesn't matter. The other thing is be present for every moment uh, that you're experiencing because you will eventually have that kind of feeling where you need to chase the next thing uh, and, you know, you achieve something and rather than appreciating the thing that you've just achieved, you're kind of thinking of the next thing. When you're playing a gig, if it's okay, look up, have a look at the audience, have a little smile to yourself, give yourself a pat on the back and, uh, yeah, basically just be present and realistic and keep working. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Jim. Right. I think I can't, I can't add anything to that. So, yeah. <laughs> Ditto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, but um, if, if I can just add on the end, um, so the therapy sessions is going to be released on the 25th mm-hmm. of March. And, uh, and yeah, we can't wait for people to get involved. And we would love for people to find us on all of our socials and stuff, especially Instagram, because, you know, it just makes our life easier. Go to one place. <laughs>